Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. Your co-host Steve Cypress here along with the one and only Mr. Everett Fornell. I can't tell you how much I appreciate appreciate your introduction every week, and I got to tell you, Steve, I want to get together with you because I have some very interesting information about another marketing consultant that I think that you will be very, very interested in. You don't have to think people you go after. Wow, can you please send that to me in an email so there's a permanent damning record of the conversation? So we are, as usual, we like to have a little fun here. In fact, we like to have a lot of fun on and off the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. But in the intro, we often, as our loyal listeners know, we play that little game and have a little fun. And, and no doubt, the topic this week is a topic that is on the tip of everybody's tongue and all over the place. And so all anyone seems to be talking about all week here is Donald Trump. I guess we should call this the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Jr. podcast this week. Because, sure, somebody sends him an email a year ago during the campaign, hey, got some dirt from the Russians on Hillary, blah, 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 and he, not knowing any better, doesn't say, I got to sit in with my lawyer, or I got to let anyone know, or I got to whatever. He just goes running over and goes, give me the dirt. Now, here's a few things. Politics, from what I can see, is a pretty dirty business, about as dirty as it comes. In fact, I can't even think of, Everett, is there any other industry or, or profession in the world that it's where it's more acceptable to be a dirty, stinking, cheating, lying person? I mean, that's just that's well, the definition of politician. Let me answer the question with a 30-second story. Back when I was running around in pool halls and making my living as a uh, pool hustler, I met with some pretty seedy folks, you might imagine. And there was one common belief among most of the people who I talked with about it. And of course, we always talk to the, the more intelligent ones about stuff like this, but the common belief is it's generally better to do business with the mob than it is to do business with the government. Well, I was going to say, you know, when you started talking about pool holes, that's exactly what I thought of was organized crime and the saying honor among thieves and how much honor they had and how many agreements they had. And I won't, because all the time, like you see the movies or the documentaries about the mob and they're like, hey, we were going to take out the other guy, but hey, we had to get the whoever to agree and the upper ups had to give their okay. I mean, there was so much honor and respect and whatever, even within ruthless murdering, you know, ridiculous, the biggest criminals of all time. A heck of a lot more respect, of course, like you said, than there ever is in politics. You know, once in a while, and, and even if you think back to when we first were starting the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, way back over a year ago in the primary days, there were still a few choir boys in the race that Trump hadn't made mincemeat out of yet. But those guys were, were made mincemeat out of. Uh, Mike Huckabee, choir boy, Paul Walker, uh, what's a Walker, Governor Walker of uh, Wisconsin, choir boy, Ben Carson, Mr. Goody Goody, choir boy. Like, look, America doesn't, didn't want a choir boy. America wanted a bull in a china shop, rough talking, rough acting Donald Trump and to go up against 
Hillary Clinton of the Clinton machine, which is about the most murderous, backstabbing, underhanded, destructive politicians of all time. I mean, the whole thing is, but I don't know anybody that walks around and goes like, wow, they did something seedy? That's surprising. I mean, is anybody this week going like, surprised that Donald Trump got an email like that? Surprised that he responded and said, yeah, let's talk. I want to find it out. Is anyone really surprised? I mean, all the outrage of the anti-Trumpers, of course, they're outraged. Oh, it's treason. It's it's criminal. It's collusion. It's a whatever. Yeah, but oh, they, could, they could feign outrage all they want, but no one's really surprised. Are they, Everett? Well, I don't think so, and I think you said it perfectly when you said they can feign outrage. Not that they can be outraged, but they can feign it. They can pretend. Well, all of politics is feigning. It's all acting. I, I, I think yeah. everyone knows that, too. Well, I hope so. Political theater. I, as a matter of fact, I saw an article about the, uh, uh, I forget, it was, I think it was in the New York Post, but it was an article uh, online about the guest list to some big uh, power Heck, I put that party. on my Facebook page. Maybe that's where you yeah. saw it. Maybe, maybe, but it was just, it was, oh, well, there's this one, and oh, the, you know, I mean, and it's like all the political enemies and everybody who hate each other and everybody, and they're all getting together in the Hamptons for this big party. And, well, yeah, of course I mean, the they are, and, and, they're, and like you said, with I know you had quotes around it when you said the word enemies, because of, of course yes, their yes, only exactly. enemy of all politicians, left, right, middle, anything, is us, the rest of America. Right? <laughs> and that, that was my, you know, I shoot a daily Facebook Live video every day who people that follow my blog or YouTube or podcast or Facebook or whatever. And I did that day, I did a few days ago now, I did an episode on the baseball all-star game is happening because it's the same thing in sports. These are fake rivalries. The Red Sox and the Yankees, the players and the owners and the managers of the team, not only do not hate each other, they played with each other and they, they trade back and forth to each other and there they are in the all-star game high-fiving each other and cheering each other on in the home run derby and whatever. It's only the fans that are led to believe, just like in politics, that somehow the two sides are enemies. Like, that's, that's good for both of them. The, the Yankees wouldn't sell anywhere near the tickets if there weren't, if they didn't create this, this Red Sox as a big rival thing. And it's the same with any rivals in all the college sports, pro sports. They don't exist without the other. Well, it's the same with Democrats, Republicans, left, right. The, the media, the the outright, the liberal media, the conservative—they don't exist without the other one. Rush Limbaugh wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for CNBC, and vice versa. I mean, they—they they, right. so this whole thing, everything is all a fake, whatever. But I guess how do we bring this? Well, I know we do, but let's bring it to something that has to do—the lesson learned for our listeners, for the business owners. Which again, I don't think that they're getting an email hitting their inbox one of these days that says hi. I got some dirt on your competitor, the plumber across town who has all the big billboards and competing with you. Uh, I got some dirt from the Russian government about him. You want to meet for lunch and talk about it? Like I, I don't think they're getting those emails every day. So how does this pertain to the local business owner? Well, first, I, I don't think they're getting the emails anyway either. However, what I do think is that people have got to understand that politics is, uh, or not politics, business is a big boy's game or big girl's game. You know, I mean, I'm using that uh, a big gender-neutral person's game. Oh. <laughs> you know, Whatever bathroom you want to choose today, it's a game. Well, you know what? Uh, completely off topic, but just a comment. Smoking in the boys' room, it would have never been made because it would have been like vaping in the gender-neutral bathroom. Yeah, that's politically incorrect of you, Everett. How dare you? 
Yeah, it doesn't quite have the same shot. But but anyway, um, smoking the, it, they uh, probably yeah, that song would probably be written to be ingesting a vaporous substance in a gender neutral yeah, body fluid expectoration situation. <laughs> But uh, but you got to realize. I mean, it's it, it's time to put your big boy pants on, and it's time to go out and it's, and do the things that are difficult to do. Make the hard decisions. And so we know that politics is a dirty game. We know that Trump is uh, is a tough as nails businessman. Uh, sure, he's loyal, and sure he has. Uh, uh, there's a lot of admirable qualities if you listen to everybody who's known him for the last four years and done business with him and worked with him and. You know, all of his employees and, you know, they were, they were doing their best bending over backwards trying to find anybody who'd say anything bad about him. So we can assume that there's a lot of good qualities, but we also know he's tough as man. So he got an opportunity to get some information on a, uh, uh, on a rival. And he took it, uh, presumably. I mean, I assume that, Don, that, that Junior didn't go out there on his own. I mean, I assume that Donald Trump Sr. knew about it. I so don't know. He said he did. I actually assume the opposite. I assume this is, these meetings happen all the time, and until after the meeting, that's when Trump, the president now, would know about it, because Donald Trump or Kushner or Manafort, whoever these guys, would have these meetings with this, who is this person, what do they got to say, and if I were Trump, I'd go, don't tell me about all these stupid meetings until you tell me what dirt they got, and then okay. they get to well, I really think that this is so trivial, Trump wouldn't know about even, it. Know about the stupid even if that's the case, there can, I, we, we can assume that there was some sort of implied consent, that if we can get something on the rivals, then let's check and see. Well, that's, I, I'm going to agree with you there, because I think the implied consent comes from, I'm in politics, which implies, yeah, exactly. I want dirt on my opponent 24-7 from wherever you can get it and whatever you can tell me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's implied. That's the game. In fact, you're right. I mean, who is more of a practitioner of dishing said dirt than Donald Trump? Than Donald and, Trump. And the Clintons. But Donald Trump, holy crap, he doesn't just dish the political dirt. He says, uh, you know, Rand Paul, look at your stupid hairdo. And, uh, and Carly <laughs> Fiorina, look at your face. And, I mean, he doesn't just, you know, dish political dirt like, oh, you, you know, Christy, you stopped the bridge up with traffic. No, he's like, Christy, you're a fat pig. Like, you know, if anyone dishes the dirt, stop from. Here's my point with the business owners. Business owners have got to understand and they have got to accept that running a business, while it is, uh, is going to require some level of ruthlessness on their part, now, we want to be good employers, but we've got to understand that if we don't hold the employee's feet to the fire about getting their job done and doing, you know, doing their job correctly and et cetera, et cetera, that they're going to screw off. They're not going to do it. They're not your friends. They're your employees. We've got to understand we want to have happy customers, but we've got to understand that there are some people out there who are going to do everything they can do to try and, try and take advantage of you. And we have got to ruthlessly say, I'm not doing any more business with you, and you are gone. Boom. It doesn't matter Great point. what I'm doing. Same point for the suppliers, right? I mean, exactly. we want to be good to the suppliers and pay them on time and be respectful and have, you know, mutually beneficial relationship. But if they're going to be delivering late or defective products or whatever, we need to get a spine and be strong enough to say, I've got to do what's best for my business and you're not it. We've got right. to have and, a spine and, or, in all areas of business. I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I'm actually working with an accountant now who does a lot of stuff with dental offices. I'm consulting and I'm on how to, how to put together a coaching group. But one of the things, one of the biggest things, this is for dental offices, but I would uh, venture to say it is for everybody 
uh, because I know it's happened in my contracting businesses. I've, I know it's happened in every business I've ever looked into it, you know, in, in uh, uh, but you got to look out for cost creep. So you get a vendor and you're doing business with the vendor and you're paying the bills with the vendor and you like the vendor and they like you and you stop shopping. And then before you know it, you're paying 20%, 30% more than you can go get the same thing. And maybe it's not a service. Maybe it's literally a commodity item. And you can go get the exact same commodity item somewhere else at a 30% discount. But you're not shopping because you like the vendor and the vendor's nice. No, no, no. This is a, this is a dog-eat-dog game. And you have got to make sure that your costs aren't creeping. You've got to make sure that your employees are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You've got to make sure that you're dealing with good, well-behaving customers. We want to, like I said, we want to have uh, happy customers, but we don't want to be the doormat for the customers either. And we've got to be ruthless about this stuff. So people say, oh, well, it's horrible that he would want to get dirt on Hillary Clinton. Well, you know what? I got news for you. The Clintons are the dirtiest players in the Well, game. of course, not to mention, yeah. I think it would be malpractice for him to say, nah, if you got something criminally incriminating on my father's main rival, I don't want to know about that. We're going to right. win fair and square on the merits of our foreign policy with Ecuador. Like, come on. Right. Of course, and for the next debate's coming up, and we need Donald Trump to say to her X, Y, Z before she says to him, oh, you called one of your Miss World contestants a fat pig once or something, or, you know, right, they're the dirtiest politicians of all time, the Clintons. You better believe that Trump Jr. and all that staff had to be on notice, and everyone had to know, the easiest way I can get to them is to let them know, I got some dirt. That's the easiest way to get a meeting with these guys. They have to say yes. Well, and, and here's the other thing. Here's a big one. Now, I might be wrong about this. This is a little bit of a guess on my part, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. It has been, we, we all know, uh, at least all of us in the consulting business, know the whole, that's not how we do it in our business. That's not well, how that's the number we one excuse. around here. Right. We, we, we've all heard that, right? Especially you don't understand, Everett. That's not months. the way it's done in my ex, in my town, in my industry, I'm, in my on a Tuesday. I mean, you just don't understand. I'm convinced that that is not that. That's part of. I don't want to stand up. You know, I don't want the, the tallest, bravest blade of grass gets mowed down. That's part of that. But I'm convinced the other part of it is, if I do this and it's really successful, it's going to give me an unfair advantage over other people. Now that's subconscious. That's not something that's. That's not something that the business owners do consciously because those Well, I agree, and we're actually you. getting into our advanced tip of the week now. But, yeah, that's actually, like we talked about, for our advanced tip, that's a big issue. But to, for at least for the basic issue, though, if you're not going to be tough, ever use the word ruthless, you can use any word you want, but if you're not going to be strong and tough, slash ruthless, whatever you want to call it, in the running of your business, then you really, for the best of your family, yourself, your employees, your customers, you ought to go work for somebody else who will be that way because that's just how the game is played. That's how business is. That's right. 100% correct. You're not running a charity. You're not running a tribe. You're not running a family. You're running a business. You know, and this is why it's important, we talk about it all the time, for you to hang around, not just hang around your chamber or networking meetings where any haphazard group of people that call themselves business owners are, 
but to hang around high-functioning business owners, to have your mentor, your consultants, your coach, your board of directors, your advisors, to hang around successful people because none of them will tell you, I don't believe ever, that you should be meek and bend over backwards and it's okay to get taken advantage of once in a while and it's okay to be soft and you understand and whatever. There will be, maybe you can have differing opinions, again, in a large group of, quote, business owners at a chamber meeting or a networking meeting because there's, you know, 90% of them are going to be out of business in five years, the numbers say. But right. if you want to succeed, you need to stick around, dear listeners, successful business owners, which would include, of course, for a blatant plug, to go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com where you get the contact information for Everett and myself, contact one of us, and start to have conversations with, think about, get around, immerse yourself as much as you can with successful business owners because it's a tough game. Only the toughest and a very few survive the first few years in business, no matter what. And the world ain't out there just bending over and just giving you stuff and, and saying, okay, if you're just nice and play by the rules then good things are going to happen. That ain't how it works in business. That's often how it works in an employee relationship. You just follow the rules, you keep your job. So again, that's what we're saying here. If you are not going to be strong and tough about your business and be right-minded about it, then yeah, you just want to follow the rules and play around and think that's the way the world should be. Then you've got to go work for somebody or for the government. It's the ultimate just play by the rules thing and you never get fired. That's a perfect place to end it. You hit the nail right on the head. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.